Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm your host, Shanee. I'm a rebirthing breathwork facilitator, ancestral healer, and spiritual guide, and it's my life's mission to support women just like you on your path to spiritual awakening and feel safe in doing so. This podcast is for you to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your consciousness, and reclaim the truth of who you really are. If you know that you are ready for more and want to stop playing small and take radical responsibility for your healing, expansion, and liberation so that you can live your life in your highest pleasure, you've come to the right space. Each episode, you will receive a deepening of your feminine wisdom so that you can be reminded of the magic and power that already lives in you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Liberated Women podcast. I'm so happy that you are joining me once again today to dive into a whole episode around nuggets of feminine wisdom. Today, we're going to be exploring how you know if you are living in your wounded masculine energy. Now, this is a really big topic for the awakening feminine because many, many women are unconsciously living in their wounded masculine energy to survive in this world, in this patriarchal society, in which we have been conditioned to live by the rules of the society in which we have been conditioned to live by the timescale of the society in which we live, and which actually ignores our feminine cycles, ignores our feminine need for rest and for our constant monthly death and rebirth when we bleed and has got us running on a paradigm which has our nervous system absolutely frazzled. So I'm really excited to be diving into this episode today because so many women who come to me for the Liberated Woman journey, one-to-one work, the women's circles or women's events that I hold, express to me that they feel that they are very much living in their masculine energy. And I know this really well because for many, many years, I operated from that space too. And it was only when I started to really awaken into my feminine essence and understand that I'd been operating from a place of wounded masculine energy that I was able to start dismantling and breaking down the constructs and the conditioning that I'd been living in, in order to find more feminine way of living, a more liberated way of living. So... I'd love to ask you to just have a little bit of a reflection around what you think of when I say the term masculine energy. When I use that phrase masculine energy, what are the first things or images or energies that come to your mind or that you feel in your body? And it's really important to ask that question because so often we are trying to dismantle unconscious beliefs that we have been holding within our cellular system, unconscious attitudes or stereotypes that can manifest in all areas of our life. 
And it's this idea of holding an implicit bias or an unconscious bias or an implicit social cognition. And, you know, there are many different examples of implicit biases ranging from your connection to race, gender, sexuality, self-worth, wealth, and purpose. And these biases often arise as a result of trying to find patterns or navigate a really overwhelming world that is full of stimuli and complications that we as women and as humans are trying to navigate. And then of course there's culture and media and your upbringing that contributes to the development of such biases. And now as an awakening woman, you are learning to remove or unlearn these biases. And it can be a challenge, especially because we don't even often know they exist. So when I ask you to think about or reflect upon what does masculine energy mean to you, you may have had words or ideas or images come into your vision or or feel it in your body that you think, oh, hang on a moment, where did that come from? Where did that concept come from? Is it my belief and my story? Or is it something that I've taken on from this implicit bias from the culture that I grew up in or the media that I followed or the school that I went to or the institution that I was a part of or the friendship groups I was surrounded by. And often when I ask women this question, you know, what does masculine energy mean to you? We get a whole range of different answers, but usually the answers that come back are based in the wounding. So often I get answers around things such as powerful, dominating, successful, controlling, avoidant, not present, disappointed, let down. You know, these are the sorts of responses that I often get when I ask women to share with me what they think the masculine energy is. And often, again, as I said, this is coming from this implicit bias and also from lived experience of your interaction and your connection with the masculine that has going to have had an impact on the way that you view masculine energy, both internally in yourself and externally in your relationships with other people, whether they be male or female. And so why is this relevant to the awakening feminine? Why is this relevant to a liberated woman, to a woman who is trying to be the cycle breaker, to break the chains, to break the shackles, to create a new paradigm, to create a new set of beliefs and a new story for herself and her partner and her community and her family, and the society that she is surrounded by, why is it so important that you identify what this means to you and how it's playing out in your life? So as I said before, many of the women that come to do work with me express to me that they are living in their masculine state. And often this has come from 
childhood experiences. It can also come from the way that they were birthed onto this earth to do with their birth script. And I will do a whole other episode on what the birth script is and how it can affect your patterns of behavior, because this is something that I love to talk about and dive very deeply into my um, one-to-one breathwork sessions through the liberated woman journey. But often this connection to the masculine has come from a lot of trauma responses and lived experiences that they have had both as children and as adults with other women and with men in their lives. So I want to kind of take us back to when we're younger and, you know, from a very early age, we are told that we are a girl or a boy. You know, and there's very little discussion about it, even when the baby is handed to the mother, you know, congratulations, so-and-so, you have a baby boy, you have a baby girl. And from a very young age, once again, we are conditioned to, you know, according to society, you know, there's individual parents that obviously encourage much wilder, freer ways of living. But as a society, still even now, we have a very stereotypical way of addressing boys and girls. Boys who play with dolls are often teased for being sissy or too gentle or too soft or a pushover. They won't make it, they're useless. And girls who tend to love sports or a little bit more tomboyish um, are not feminine enough, not sensual, not beautiful, too aggressive, too much, have too much energy. You know, these are some of the implicit biases and conditioning that is part of the wounding around what our version of success is, what makes a a successful person in society and the way that we approach it. And often when we have these ideas or these implicit biases, it's not really our fault. These are things that we have been taught. These are things that we have learned along the way, as I said, from your upbringing, from your culture, from media, from the institutions that you have been a part of. And gender roles now are mostly working their way into the past. And we can kind of, despite external circumstances, choose to label ourselves whatever we want and love whomever we want. But we're talking more deeply here about gender energy. This is not whether you are a male or a female or whether you identify as a male or a female. This is talking about the essence that lives within us that is present in both men and women and that we both carry both masculine and feminine energy despite our gender. And both of these energies are divine and both are in union with one another and they're both holy and sacred and you'll notice that it is everywhere in nature right we need the masculine and the feminine in nature in order for things to flourish in order for things to survive in order for things to procreate and for you to step into the most liberated awakened version of yourself as a woman addressing both the masculine and the feminine energy is going to be you know paramount to your journey and to your awakening and to the transformation that you desire and yet many women have a very poor relationship with their inner masculine and the external masculine and we know that you know whatever is on the external is reflected within and whatever is 
within is ex is reflected on the external and we live in a very masculine energy oriented world especially here in the west all things masculine are essentially praised as a sign of success you know i could reel off a whole list of qualities that we might associate with being masculine that are revered and honored and celebrated from a very early age when we go to school, nursery, when we're in social situations that are praised as a sign of success. Examples of this are strength. You know, I am a strong, independent woman. Being strong, being resilient, this is seen as a sign of success. There's no room here for weakness. We cannot be seen to be vulnerable because that is not seen as strength when we're looking at it from a more feminine perspective or even from a divine masculine perspective, there is so much strength in being vulnerable. Being vulnerable is your power, is your strength. And yet it is not something that is still, even in today's society, fully praised or celebrated, right? For being vulnerable, but strength and being a strong, independent woman who has it all, being hyper-independent, that is seen as a sign of success. Even though, to me, that is living from a place of the wounded masculine. And I'll come back to all these points in a bit. Another sign of success is organized. If you're organized, you've got your calendar, you're sorted with things. You've got a million plans in your diary and you can juggle it all because you are so organized. That is seen as a sign of success, right? Being busy, being productive, always having a plan, making these decisions, that is seen as success. Being focused, goal-oriented, being linear, having a trajectory, knowing from the age of 14 when you choose your GCSE options at school if you're in the UK, I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to choose my GCSE options and I'm going to choose my A-level options. And at the tender age of 17, I know which university and what degree I'm going to study. Or I've decided to take a gap year or I've decided to go traveling, but I know what I'm going to do. At the age of 17, so young to be putting those goals and that trajectory onto our youth and causing them to feel so much stress because in order to be successful, they need to be organized and focused and have strength and have goals. And then within that, it's teaching them to be competitive. From a young age, we're taught to be competitive, to compete against others. And not just for fun, but to actually make it in the world, right? Especially as women, like women have to actually compete extra hard in order to get the same kind of jobs as men in order to make their way up the leadership scale, in order to get the promotions at work. They have to work extra hard and compete extra hard, but it comes from a place of wounding. It seemed to be a sign of success if you love a challenge, if you're up for a challenge, if you're hardcore, if you're getting up at 4 a.m. and you're doing your morning exercises and you're doing your morning routine and you've been to the gym and you've had your protein shake, bro. 
by 5 a.m. I've journaled and I've done my morning meditation. I've done my washing and I've done it all by 6 a.m. Nah, the feminine does not need to be doing that many things in order to be successful. The feminine actually needs to be taking a lot of time to listen to her body and to rest. So if you find yourself being really productive and always needing to do something and feeling really successful when you've had a productive day, you might be operating from a space of the wounded masculine. And success is also seen as being attached to success, being attached to the outcome. You know, I made X amount of money, therefore I'm successful. I am dating this kind of person, therefore I'm successful. I bought a house, therefore I'm successful. I got this certificate and this degree and this number of accolades and therefore I'm successful. But this is not divine masculine energy. This is coming from a place of wounding. And, you know, this unhealthy wounded aspect comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of darkness it comes from the need to be validated. It comes from the need to be seen to be successful in a world that does not honor the small successes of, I took a rest today and I honored my body. I read a book instead of doing the washing up. I actually was present with my children instead of going shopping. You know, these are like small successes that women are constantly struggling with because they feel like they need to do it all. They feel like they need to be the feminine, but they also need to be the masculine. And then they also need to be juggling all of it at once and be the perfect mother and the perfect role model and the perfect person at work and the perfect partner. And it's frankly frazzling our nervous systems. And when we start to shine a light on these aspects of ourselves, these wounded masculine aspects of ourselves, and when we start to dig in to what is wounded, we can start to heal and transform this into more healthy and divine energy that feels whole and that feels serving to us and therefore has that ripple effect out into your family, your children, your partner, your community, the people you serve, your work colleagues, your friends, your peers, and make the most sacred impact on the world. So when you can start to become aware of your unhealthy patterns or your wounded self, you can stop recreating these same patterns. That's what we're here to do, right? That's why I called this the Liberated Woman podcast, and that's why I hold space for the Liberated Woman journey, because the women who come to me are here to break those chains, here to stop needing to always be in control, to stop mistrusting the universe. And I'm going to come on to a little bit about that in just a moment, but to start really healing your relationship with your inner masculine. And this can include your relationship to wealth, success, your career, to the types of people that you choose to spend time with and nourish yourself with. Because the unhealthy masculine feeds the unhealthy feminine and vice versa. It usually creates some kind of codependency, right? 
Um, and you might find that you're in a codependent relationship with some aspect of your life. So I touched upon some of the points that you might find yourself being in if you are resonating with living in the wounded masculine energy. And I'm just going to dive a little bit deeper into those now and also give you some examples of that where I was living in that space in my life. Um, because, you know, we've all had to survive to live in this world. And I think women especially have really had to find themselves becoming more masculine in order to keep up with the men, in order to get the promotions at work, in order to show and to prove to society that we too can achieve it. Like if you think that women weren't even allowed their own bank accounts, that women had to be chaperoned by men, that women didn't get the vote until, what, a hundred years ago, <laughs> that women were still not allowed to be educated. Um, you know, there are so many things and so many ways that we have progressed in the last century, and yet we are still trying to fight to live in this patriarchal world as a woman with internal cycles that work and operate very differently to the timeline that society has us working on this nine to five culture of you know get up go do your work be productive produce something for the bigger system we are essentially a production line creating things in this big cog in which we find ourselves in and it doesn't account for the fact that we bleed every month it doesn't account for the fact that we have cycles it doesn't account for our hormones it doesn't account for our fluctuations and it doesn't account for the fact that women and the feminine essence is not linear it's not linear like the timeline in which we are living in we jump timelines women we are living in multiple timelines and we are juggling multiple things so we often find ourselves living in the wounded masculine. The wounded masculine is competitive and always wants to win. So because they always want to win, they will do anything in order to do that. Whether that means avoiding emotionally and cutting themselves off and being cold and distant in order to just focus on their goal of achieving and winning, or it could be that they end up being overly competitive and, and essentially end up tearing somebody else down in order to achieve the success that they desire. It could be that, for example, I'm going to give you an example of um, something that happened to me when I was at primary school. And I've already shared a story about these two particular girls when I spoke about um the wounded feminine and, and sisterhood or um, yeah, like where women have competed against each other. So I had these two girls at primary school that I was supposedly friends with and I used to go to ballet classes with them and they were the popular girls in the class. And every year we would have sports day and we were put into these different groups in sports day. I remember that I was in purple people. I was in the purple people group and 
I think it was like the silver bullets and the white tornadoes. And I can't remember all of the names of all of them, but the yellow fish, I can't remember, I can't remember all the names of them, but like some of them had like extra, you know, like competitive names, like the white tornadoes and the silver bullets. And we were the purple people. Like purple people sounds a bit like, oh, a nice little community of purple people. And we had, um, I, I was never very competitive anyway. I've never been a competitive person. Um, and when it came to sports day, we had the skipping race and I was up to run, you know, or participate in the skipping race as part of the purple people. And one of those other popular girls, I remember that she was in the silver bullets and we were in the skipping race. I must've been about nine years old, but I remember it to this day because it played out again in a in a later event, which I'll come on to. So we're in this skipping race and I was winning the skipping race. Right? I'm, remember, I'm not competitive at all. I was about to win the skipping race and the popular girl from the Silver Bullets, she tripped me up just before the finish line so that I fell flat on my face and she won the medal. And I remember in assembly, she then went up to receive this medal and I was left with the shame of falling over in front of everybody, landing flat on my face, and knowing that she had purposefully done that so that I wouldn't win. Now, that came unconsciously from her wounded masculine energy of, I need to win, I've got to win, because if I don't win, I'm gonna look like the fool, I'm gonna be a failure because the wounded masculine deeply fears failure. So that's why they always have to win. And that's why they are so focused on goals and attached to success. Now, years later, I went to a mini camp out a weekend away. In fact, it was only uh, last year that I went to it. And there was just for fun, because it was a family event, there was a skipping race. And I found my whole body tensing up and saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm not taking part in the skipping race. And the friend that I was, it was like, why aren't you taking part in the skipping race? You know, it's just a bit of fun. And the cellular memory of being in that space where the wounded masculine essence inside of that young girl tripped me up on purpose so that she could win, lived in my soma so deeply that I felt triggered by them being in a skipping race. And it gave me the opportunity at that mini festival, at that camp out to actually participate in the skipping race and just do it for fun without the fear of failure or falling on my face to move through some of the pain that I'd experienced in that moment. Because these things live deeply in our soma. So that's just a little example of what happened to me as a child that then later on played out in my adulthood, many, many, many years later. The wounded masculine can avoid connection. So you can, can you can find that um, the wounded masking can be cold and distant. You might find yourself avoiding or doing this when it feels too scary to be intimate with someone because if it's if you get intimate with someone, then you're vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable, you might fail, right? You might get disappointed. Or you might find that you're met with these kinds of wounded masculine energies in your life that are cold and distant or avoid connection. The wounded masculine takes everything personally. So they don't really have a sense that, that it's not all about them. 
And because they are so scared of failing and that they need to be right and that they want to win and be successful and achieve these goals, if somebody says something, you know, in a constructively critical way, they take it very personally and internalize that and then feel like the failure that they're trying to avoid being. <laughs> the wounded masculine, it therefore can be quite defensive and attacking because they need to be right. And they can sometimes run away from intimate situations and from love and withdraw and create separation because they're scared to fail. So in order to avoid that failure, they can also be critical and judgmental, quite selfish. They can't really deeply listen to others or stay present because they're so stuck in the cerebral mind and can't fully get in touch with emotion and feeling. It can manifest in having addictions to work, food, drugs, exercise, the gym, TV, etc. Um, because once again, they can't fail. So having this kind of addiction to certain things like becoming a workaholic or, you know, overgiving, overdoing, overproducing, like hyper everything, over everything stops them from feeling like a failure. And the wounded masculine often has an, an unhealthy internal feminine as well, who is very serious, rigid, and controlling. So you might find yourself resonating or recognizing some of these traits within yourself. And I would ask you to have some reflection around where this might have come from in your life. You know, were you taught as a child that in order to get love and validation, you needed to be productive and successful? Did you grow up with a father who was very avoidant of connection and was cold and distant? And therefore you learn that in order to avoid being vulnerable and disappointed, you had to be avoidant and cold and distant. So just feeling into where some of these things might have come from for you. Because on the converse of the wounded masculine, we have the divine masculine, the sacred masculine, the present masculine. And the divine masculine is deeply present and listens without being distracted, is able to fully tune into what you are saying without interrupting you, without getting defensive, without having to honor them, but, you know, honor or shield themselves because they are cracked open to the understanding of the presence which they bring to the space allows you to then feel more alive and present and therefore safe to open up and be vulnerable. The divine masculine doesn't judge. They create a safe container, a safe environment and, you know, when I hold women's circles, essentially what I'm doing in that space is I'm creating a divine masculine container so that the women who come into the space feel freer to be in their feminine energy. They feel freer to be vulnerable. They feel freer to share. They feel freer to express, to use their voice, to create and emote and know that they are held without judgment in a safe environment. The divine masculine doesn't take things personally because they know that whatever is triggering them is usually something there that needs to be addressed and brought to the light and to be healed. 
but also it, they know that it's to do with the other person, not just them, because we're all just interacting and humaning in this world. The divine masculine is a guiding, supportive and encouraging force. And he is honest and accountable. So you might want to ask yourself, like, where are you being dishonest in yourself? Where are you not holding yourself accountable? Where are you not committed to yourself? Where do you not support or encourage yourself? Are you really hard on yourself? Do you beat yourself up? Do you tell yourself you're not good enough, that you didn't produce enough, that you didn't do enough, that you didn't create enough, that you're not going to be loved or liked if you didn't do those things. The divine masculine has integrity, they're honest, they have truth and is of service and does what is in the highest good for them, for the people in their life, their community, their families, their partners, and they are grounded. They are very grounded in that space. They're not gonna be reactive and angry and impulsive and need to be right and defensive. They're grounded, they listen, they're present, deeply, deeply present. So just ask yourself in this space, like where am I living more in my wounded masculine? And where am I living more in my divine masculine? And what transformation do you want to take into becoming a more liberated woman? You know, when you're living too much in your wounded masculine, you are tight gripped and hold on to control. You deplete yourself. You, you experience burnout, frustration, anger, resentment. You overwork. You ignore your intuition. You give too much and you feel off in what you're doing. Like you feel misaligned and you're going to know if you're experiencing that. I definitely lived in a place of depletion and burnout and overworking and overgiving and resentment, like the cycle of that for a really long time. And for me, a lot of it came from my abusive relationship because one of the things that he would say to me a lot of the time was, you're selfish. He would always say to me, you're selfish. Now I knew I wasn't selfish. I was a really caring, giving person, but my trauma response to that post the relationship was, I can't have anyone ever call me selfish again. And therefore I'm going to give, 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 give. And I'm going to volunteer. I used to go volunteer in all of these different charities. I used to, to use all of my time, essentially giving my energy and my time away to other people, which meant that I was losing my sovereignty. I wasn't protecting my energy and I would inevitably end up in depletion and reach burnout. And then I would get frustrated and resentful of those people. But really, it was me. I was the one giving all of the energy. So I had no right to be resentful. It was my choice. But my choice was coming from a subconscious place of I have to prove that I am not selfish from the abuse that I had received in that relationship. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes into your space around the wounded masculine is coming from a lived experience or a trauma response. So cut yourself some slack. And know that you are a woman navigating your way in a very complicated world that has us living in the timeline of the masculine, not the timeline of the feminine. You see it everywhere. You see it in the school systems. You see it in the work with deadlines. You see it in 
uh, the birthing world when they just want women in the hospital, cesarean, bish bash bosh, on my timeline, not when your intuitive body is ready to give birth. You see it in so many aspects of our lives as women. And we're here to change that narrative. We're here to change that paradigm. We're here to come into a place of wholeness, of union, of honoring our inner masculine, of giving ourselves so much more self-love and awareness over what we have to do day to day to navigate our way as women in this world. So I hope that this has resonated with you today. If you are someone who's living in a more masculine place and you are looking to break the chains and you're looking to become a more liberated, awakening woman, please feel free to reach out and book in a chemistry call with me. You can put yourself now on the wait list to be part of my one-to-one container, The Liberated Woman. I'm currently full for one-to-ones, but you can put yourself down on the wait list and spaces will become available. And once we've had that initial call and I can see how I can support you, we can start that journey together to support you to becoming a more liberated woman. I also have some exciting events coming up for you to come and be in a feminine space so that you can address some of these woundings and to start to heal some of them in the spaces that I create. I have Awaken Your Inner Goddess coming up on the 24th of June in Norwich, Norfolk. This is a beautiful immersion where you enter the temple space and you are greeted with a mocktail. It's a sober conscious event so that women can come in and feel safe in their bodies and express themselves in their wild liberation. We have some amazing local female-owned businesses selling gorgeous products in the goddess market. You can treat yourself and pamper yourself with a massage and some Reiki. And downstairs um, in the main ceremony space, we're going to have an opening ceremony. We've got a beautiful um, woman called the Pelvic Priestess coming in to offer a nectar of the lotus breast massage. We're going to be having dance of the goddess and a sound healing and a closing ceremony It's a beautiful, immersive space. Come and get your ticket. There's only a few left. That is on the 24th of June, two o'clock till seven o'clock at Norwich Yoga Central. I also have an online breathwork journey, Reclaim Your Sovereignty, on the 28th of June at 7.30 p.m., where I will take you through a journey with conscious, connected breathing, rebirthing breathwork, very powerful healing modality to get you out of your mind and into your body. So if you are someone who recognizes yourself as living in the wounded masculine, cerebral, controlling, gripping on tight, then breathwork is an incredible modality for you to come and really release that and be fully in your body and out of your mind, out of your head and into the body. And the next Women's Circle is on the 9th of July at 7.30 p.m. in Norwich. Again, so if you are local, do come and join us. Right, There are so many exciting events coming up. And the biggest exciting thing that I am in creation of at the moment is the Awaken Your Inner Goddess Retreat, which is going to be taking place on the last weekend of September at a beautiful retreat space in Norwich. I'm just finalizing the details for that. And I've got an information pack that is ready to send out. So if you would like to get yourself on the wait list for the Awaken Your Inner Goddess retreat, then please do put your name down on the link 
that's in the show notes for the Awaken Your Inner Goddess retreat. And as soon as I have finalized the information pack, you will be the first to receive the info. It's going to be a small, intimate retreat of 10 women. So first come, first served, and I'm expecting the places to sell out. (laughs) Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the Liberated Women podcast. I look forward to tuning in with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Liberated Women podcast. I hope this episode has landed in your heart and activated and awakened you in some way. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps more awakening women on their spiritual path to reach out and gives them a safe space to drop in and feel connected and empowered. I'd love to connect with you over on my IG at underscore Shanibella and in my Facebook group, The Divine School of Feminine Awakening. Until then, have a magical day 